We are Two Bros Finance. TBF. Where we are just two best friends simplifying the complicated world of finance one or maybe two steps at a time. With your host, Milton J. Advita and Ismael Rivera. All right, welcome to the goal episode. Goals. Oh my gosh, man. I think I think a lot of people are going to be waiting for this. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, New Year's is coming up. Everybody's getting ready for all their resolutions. You know, I'm going to keep it for two weeks. Those that are lucky, just about a month. Yeah, man. Yeah. Okay, but before we get any further into mm-hmm. this episode, all right. let me just say it's going to get juicy because... We actually have a special guest here with us. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Special is 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 one of those words that you want to be really careful with. <laughs> uh, <laughs> extravagant. Okay. Uh, man, I don't I don't know what I don't know what other word to use. Let's <laughs> 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 put it this way, man. This guy's a cool guy. His name uh, is Robert the Tax Man. He retired early at the age wait, 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 wait. early ripe age. Ripe old age of 35, yes. Look at that. He's going to be showing some insight with us, helping us out with his goals episode. And he's going to be bringing a lot of energy for us. Yep. Welcome, Robert. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Awesome. Finally. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's, been, All right. it's been a long time coming. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Been wanting to get on here for a while now. Yeah. Ever since I launched the show, I was a little bit peeved that I wasn't, you know, here from the launch. But it's all good. You know, it, whatever. I ain't going to grudge us. It's just. Uh, <laughs> it, I am it, mad at you, bitch. It's all good. It's, okay, it's okay, said okay, that okay. he probably had, like, I don't know, maybe a hundred text messages from you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's not true either. That's not true either. I know. But, I know. but yeah, he, he's been wanting to be on the show. He's a super cool guy. He's taught me a, a ton of stuff. Of course, we can get super into options. All your covered calls, your jade lizards. Let's keep it simple. Elementary, Watson. (laughs) (laughs) Let's keep it it simple for our people, right? right. So, Robert pretty much was a mentor to you-ish, right? Mm -hmm. So, it's it's a big deal when we're able to bring one of our mentors on this show. So, this is going to be a special one, guys. All right? So, buckle in and... Enjoy the ride. Yeah. Enjoy the ride. Starting it off. Goals. Everybody knows what a goal is, right? Uh, it's. I'd say it's pretty self-explanatory. I mean, do, do they teach it at school? I I don't know. Man. I, I just want to be like you when I grow up, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, see, that's a goal right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah growing up. I'm already you. setting goals. <laughs> Look at us. Yeah. Look at that. I, I, I like it. I like it. You see, guys, we're already setting goals here, right? <laughs> But let's say we're setting a goal like that. It's something called a smart goal, right? There's a system to it. Yeah. Now, it's a system that, you know, works for some people. Mm -hmm. It's not going to work for everybody. But for the most part, it should work with most people. Yeah, smart people, Mm. smart goals. It's a a pretty smart approach. Yeah. So, so, I mean, what is is a smart goal then for smart people? So, a smart goal, um, you can break it down into five different things. It's going to be specific, measurable. Achievable, realistic, and timely. Okay. <clears throat> acronym. Okay. When you're trying to set it up, you want to make sure that it's not something super vague. You want to make sure that it's something that you can measure over time. Of course, it's got to be realistic, right? You don't want to say that you're going to go to the moon in the next 30 minutes because you're not going to build a spaceship that fast. You- and if they even make one that fast, you're probably going to die in the process. It's out of cardboard. And lots of duct tape. Yeah. You know what I mean? We would know all about that now, wouldn't we? (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, shoot. We definitely use a whole lot of duct tape. Was there a lot of duct tape behind the scenes? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, of course, the last thing would be timely. You want to set it up in a matter where each measurable part, you set a deadline. Let's say you want to do the first step of your goal by Q1, the next one by Q2, and the following by Q3N. Right there, you got your goal done before the end of the year. Yeah, makes sense. I think uh, it's it's good to give an example. So I'll take one from one of my personal goals, right? So right. For, for next year, for quarter one, I want to expand my mortgage broker business. Okay. So to be able to do so, you, you have to break it down using the smart format, mm-hmm. right? 
Mm-hmm. I have to be specific. Okay, I said I want to grow my lending business, but in what way? I mean, well, do I want to grow the font on the size of my business card? Does that make it bigger? <laughs> technically <laughs> I mean, speaking. Technically, <laughs> but you have to be specific, yeah. right? So I put out that I want to shake hands with 10 new realtors mm-hmm. in quarter one. Okay. In addition to that, I want to reach out to 10 new potential clients as well in that same quarter one. Mm-hmm. Now, the measure is how many realtors and how many potential clients I set. Yeah. I gave myself a number. I didn't say I want to reach out to new realtors. I want to reach out to new clients. Yeah. Because there's nothing to gauge. How do I say? My uh, exposure. Yeah. Like um, I have nothing set mm-hmm. to guide me like, oh, my gosh, I've met enough or I didn't meet enough. Oh, OK. OK. So, I I, so you kind of get lost in the sauce a little bit. Oh, I met one realtor. Oh, yeah. That constitute as. You know, technically you grow it. Yeah. 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 Technically. Yeah. Right. You got one new lead feed. True. True. Now, is it, is it achievable? Yeah. Because I put the 10. I'm going to achieve that 10. Mm-hmm. Is it realistic? Well, a quarter is actually, you know, three months. Three right? months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think in three months I should be able to go to enough open houses and be able to meet a lot of people on the street. I mean, grocery stores, auto, auto body shop. Anywhere that I go, I can go talk to somebody and tell them, hey, how you doing? My name is Milton. I'm a mortgage broker. Yeah. I want to help you out. So it seems very realistic. Now, backing up to where we were talking about achievable, yeah. um, we kind of missed a, an important point in that, in that when you set a goal to be achievable, the point of making it achievable is so that you don't have some overwhelming task to try to tackle. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. it's not a simple, is it achievable? Yes or no. Is it reasonably achievable? If not, how can I break this up into smaller bite-sized pieces and, and then apply smart to every one of those little individual goals? Very good point. Yeah. Slap on the wrist, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I like it. I like it, man. I like it. I mean, and, 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 that's the, and that's the beauty of having you with us. I mean, we get to further analyze smart and break it down in, to the mm-hmm. way that's more easily digestible. Because right now, I haven't used this smart metric up until us, you know, going into this podcast and actually researching it so to your credit you probably did uh to some subconscious level you might have been honest with yourself is this achievable you know done this all in your brain subconsciously but did you spell it out into a formula to rudimentarily attack the issue probably yeah, not. and true. most people don't this kind of falls within the realm of common sense for a lot of folks but spelling it out like this helps you know create a rudimentary practice of it so but, you probably did, man. Let's be real. Sure. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. Right. I'm, I'm blushing over here. I don't know if it's the color of your red shirt on me or what, but I don't know. But uh, I see that. I see that. But is it realistic between us three? Is that something realistic that could be done? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right? Ten people. Can you can you meet a realtor? Bro, well, I mean, if you walk outside, you were, good luck not meeting right? a realtor. Exactly. Yeah. Right? So, everywhere. so it's realistic. Yeah. And now, timely. I said... Quarter one, and then what I did in addition to saying quarter one, because mm-hmm. sometimes people say quarter one and they kind of get lost a little bit, and they're like, "Oh, quarter one," and it's literally March, the end of March, and you're like, "Wait a minute, it's the end of quarter one." But I actually spelled out the end of March mm-hmm. makes it more real. I am in March already. Yeah, right? when you're in that situation, so that keeps the timely. Right? That's fair. So you know that's that, that that's a goal that I have for next year. What, what about you? Is what, what's the goal you got? Mine, I would say it's like fairly simple. One of my goals is just to finish my master's. Right now, I've dedicated just one class per semester. I think I'll just keep on doing the same thing. So, of course, with the master's, it's not something that I'm going to be able to finish within a year. So, in order to make it more specific, I'm going to take a class every single semester. I've decided to exclude the summer semester so that way I could work on other stuff. And I feel like that would be achievable because I'm still working my 40 hours. I'm still doing the podcast. And overall, that should be more than enough time to maybe finish it. Now, of course, would I maybe want to, let's say, do it in three years instead of like five years? Yeah, I could do that. But that might take my time away from all the other stuff I want to do as well. Simple, simple, clean. (laughs) What about you, Robert? You have any goals? Do I have goals? Well, okay. Well, an example of a smart goal. Okay, let's not go down our list right now of goals. But 
that you can kind of explain it in that format. Yeah, that's that's a little. I don't know. It's it's kind of hard to apply smart to something like uh, buying up controlling shares of businesses and stuff like that because that's that's what I find myself doing a lot more of now these days is just like helping businesses transition from um, from like sole proprietorship LLCs to taking their S election and starting to sell off shares and expand. Mm-hmm. Um, well, something so, simple. So <laughs> something simple. So I, would, you know I, mean? I would really like to, uh, you know, do some more of that. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Phrase it simply, but to, to, to put a measure on that, it's, it's, it's a little bit difficult because a lot of those, um, a lot of those moving parts are out of my own control. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't control how many businesses come through my, uh, my purview. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not privy to how many, how many people I'm going to meet or encounter or cross paths with. Yeah. Um, and when I when I bought up my dad's tax business, um, because he deserved to retire more than I did, so I did that for him. When I did that, that opened up thousands of contacts, and I I still don't know who's who. There's just a lot of people yeah. in there. Yeah. I guess, I guess I just want to build better working relationships with the with the clientele that I have inherited as a result of buying this business. I think that's something that you could set up as a smart goal. Yeah. I think actually, yeah. like something measurable. You you meet X amount of clients every yeah. quarter. You wanted to build up the relationship with the clients. Yeah. You know, maybe you could dedicate a couple clients per quarter, slowly but surely, just try to approach them, you know, handle whatever they need, and then ease your way into, you know, the selections and everything else that you want to do with them. And for the ones that aren't businesses, I guess, you just really want to build more rapport. That's another goal. If I'm being completely transparent, I want to be able to connect more with the people. Because at the end of the day, that's what that business is about. It's about people. <coughs> Completely agree. Amen, amen. Yep. Okay, so we, we kind of went over examples of smart goals mm-hmm. um, between us three, right? Yeah. Now, this is a quote that kind of spoke to me when, you know, when we, we were researching everything about goals. Mm-hmm. If you don't know where you're going, you will probably end up somewhere else. And that somewhere else at times is most likely going to be something you don't want. Exactly. So, goals are instrumental in where you know where you're going to end up. It's not going to be somewhere else gonna end up where you want to be if you set out and achieve it mm-hmm. right so goals big and small can be stepping stones to happier life it's been proven that people who achieve their goals live a happier and fruitful life because they're achieving things that make them happy they're yeah not aimlessly going through life and not knowing what the heck is going on yeah and right? they feel more fulfilled and the so, sense of accomplishment is more addictive because goals and ultimately guide your actions true yeah yeah Otherwise, you're doing a whole lot of nothing. Exactly. So there's a process when it comes to setting your goals. It's very simple in nature when we explain it, but it is something you do have to do some more further research into. If you do want to become more in tune with how you're setting these goals, it's going to be instrumental that you do your own research. But we're here to help you, guide you, open up your eyes, and get you on your path. Mm -hmm. So first of all, you have to decide. You have to think of something you want to do and work towards. And it sounds pretty simple, but it's really not as simple as we're trying to say. There's going to be a whole lot of things you want to branch out and do with your life. I mean, me, for example, part of me wants to be a test engineering manager. Another one wants to be a software engineer. <laughs> the fourth one wants to be like a financial advisor. and yeah, astronaut. Maybe, you know, uh, maybe I might be the one riding that 30-minute rocket ship into nowhere. I have that stuck in my head. I have that stuck in my head. I'm literally thinking about a cardboard box with with little wing flaps on it. Yeah. yeah. He got yeah. a little helmet on with goggles. <laughs> like a scene in Up or something. Yeah, Adventure is out there. <laughs> oh, you sounded like fluffy. Yeah. I got some duct tape around here somewhere. <laughs> Oh, man. But you bring up a good point, right? Yeah. Because, you know, we have so many ideas. We want to be so many things. Mm-hmm. But we have to get something where, you know, you get excited by, right? Let's say you do have those four avenues. Start researching those avenues and start looking into them. And you're like, wait a minute. This actually makes more sense for me. Mm-hmm. It makes sense for the trajectory that I want to see in my life. Yeah. And it excites you. It, like, gives you goosebumps when you think about it. You're like, oh, my gosh. I can almost, like... I can see myself doing that. Mm-hmm. You're in that first step to deciding on what goal you want to set, right? Completely agree. It can be a big thing. It can be a small thing. 
But sometimes it's easier to go something small, right? I mean, if, if somebody's not used to setting goals. Always easier to do something smaller, yeah. Right? Yeah. But it, but it also gives a sense of satisfaction. <laughs> yeah. Right? Even even if it's small. Like, if, if I say I'm going to bring the trash out on every Tuesday and Friday and make sure I do that for the rest of the year, it's something so small. <laughs> Bro, you look so hype about throwing out the trash. <laughs> <laughs> So hype about throwing out trash. But that's the thing. Bro, I'm going to have you over. You can throw my trash. <laughs> it excites you that much. But, you know, it's, it's those yeah. little things. It's those little things that something so small that can excite you and be like, yeah, I threw that trash out. Yeah. And, and sometimes working those small things give you discipline. Ooh. They give you discipline to do the bigger mm. tasks, your I bigger goals. Some goosebumps, bro. Mm-hmm. Discipline, man. Yeah, yeah. You got to start breaking down boxes then, too. What are you telling me? <laughs> oh, don't get me started with recycle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, either big or small, it's something that you can decide on and you feel good deciding with, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the next thing would be simply writing your goal down. It's just another way to... You know, make sure that you keep on thinking about it, right? Just because you think about it, at times, that's not going to be enough. Uh, Like, there's been some goals that I've been wanting to do for a while, and I just simply, you know, forget to do it because I don't have it written down, or I get sidetracked at work, I work on the podcast, and I try to do something else, and then I'm just like, oh, wait, I haven't tried to learn any coding recently. I haven't tried to pick up Python, Solidity, or whatever other thing. Mm-hmm. Writing it down definitely helps. We sat down in December and we kind of started actually writing down the goals hmm. and we felt a certain power to it. So the goals that, that we sat down and, and wrote down, right? Mm-hmm. I literally looked at them yesterday and I'm like, whoa, that's my goals? So there's a, there's a facet of this that we we need to visit. So thinking about writing down goals... It sounds trivial, but Mm. the value of that is so immense only because when you really think about what you're fundamentally doing, you are demanding from future you in writing what you expect from yourself. Yeah. Demanding. And you are literally demanding that from yourself in writing irrefutably when you write down a goal. Yeah. I like that. I like that. When you do that in the future, your, your, your future self is going to be thanking your past self for writing those goals down. In a way. And past self is going to nag you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because time flies. Yeah. yeah. Past self is going to nag the hell out of you. Yo. Yo. And that's that's the idea. So Amen. there's value in writing it down. We don't see it immediately, but future you is going to be like, damn it, past. Uh-huh. Yeah, literally. <laughs> literally, man. It's true. It's true. I like that, though, how you, how you kind of brought the demanding part of it. I mean, that that's something that... um that I think doesn't get explored a lot when, when people talk about goals. Yeah. And that's the importance of writing it down, you know, and I'm not trying to sound redundant or anything like that, but it's instrumental in remembering what you had in your head mm-hmm. instead of you just having the spaghetti in your brain saying, yeah, I got all these goals. <laughs> oh, wait, because I forgot most of the goals that I wrote down. And that's why when I looked at that piece of paper again, I was like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And giving credence to that one-size-fits-all approach, I mean, because that's kind of where, you know, writing your goals kind of, uh, it's it's more applicable to some than others. But yes, it is universally true that demanding something from yourself in the future in writing is is valuable. But it goes even a step further for some of our um, ADD listeners that are kind of all over the place. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, something new. And, true. You know, <laughs> they easily, like, chase the next shiny thing. Like, for those folks, that's especially instrumental. Yeah. I, I just hope they didn't turn off the podcast already and they're already <laughs> listening to a random YouTube ad. Yeah. You know? Do you ever answer the survey question? <laughs> no. Like, you got, I, I never do. No. I always skip always it. Always skip that. I always skip it. You're, get, you're, you're pretty much giving them money if you answer it. It's a piece of your data, a piece of you. So is your search and viewing history, but that's a different Clear, clear <laughs> that browsing data and cookies. All right, guys. <laughs> and not actual cookies that you find in the kitchen, okay? If you don't know about mm-hmm. cookies... Look them up, all right? All right, so, okay. So, we, so we have them written down. Mm-hmm. You got to make them smart. Yes. We said it earlier. We gave examples of how to make it smart. But, you know, just to go over one more time, you have to make sure when you write down these goals that it's just not a goal of like, oh, my gosh, 
I am going to be rich. Go, yeah. It needs to be specific. I want to be rich. What does rich mean to you? Mm-hmm. What is rich? Is rich being making a hundred thousand a year? Two hundred thousand mm-hmm. a year? A million? It has to be specific. Yep. It has to be measurable. Measurable, you made it where you said that being rich is making a hundred thousand a year. That's you're measuring already there. Ooh, you have a, you have something to measure against. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it attainable? Are you are you at the job that is gonna make you a hundred thousand, or are you gonna have to get a second job to be able to reach that one hundred thousand and then be rich, right? Is it realistic? Maybe you have to get a second job, or maybe you have to actually go back to school and get a job that'll get you closer to getting that one hundred thousand dollar salary you want, right? You have to be realistic about it. Mm-hmm. And also, does your goal align with your capability? And that, that it's a cruel reality, but a lot of times, mm-hmm. if it doesn't align with your capability, and it's not even because you're incapable, it's just that your efforts may be focused in the wrong place. When we're talking true wealth, most of the folks that you're talking to, like when you, when you really look at like these hyper-performing individuals, you're generally not going to be looking at W-2 employees. You're talking about business owners. You're talking about entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. You're talking about somebody who invented something the world can't live without. True, you know? true. And those guys, their their reality would not be possible. It would not be realistic to somebody who's not willing to take the risks that they're willing to take and align the requirements for what they want with yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like actually talking about like an individual like that. Let's say somebody yeah. like uh, Jeff Bezos. Yeah. That wasn't just done in a year, no. two years, no. five years. No. This was done over a span of a decade. I mean, I, I got to look more into maybe two decades. Yeah. But the guy started literally in what? Uh, I think in a garage with a little desk in there or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean. But like Robert said, it, it goes even before that. I mm-hmm. mean, if you think about it, it's his whole entire life because... He had to quit something to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. He had exactly. To, he had opportunity costs associated with his decision to Ooh, pursue that. Opportunity mm-hmm. costs, yes, you know sir. I mean? And he weighed those... He weighed those things out, made a leap of faith, decided he wanted to invest all that time and effort into his business, and here he is. Threw it into something real. That's something that if you're not willing to do, you realistically cannot expect the same outcome. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, I think think we broke down realistic (laughs) really good. All right. (laughs) Moving on. All right. So, and then the time bound, simple. You got to make sure you keep yourself accountable with the time frame. Yeah. Whatever you're going to do, let's say you're going to get that 100,000 by quarter two, quarter three, quarter four. Don't just do the quarter. Make sure there's a month associated because when you see a month and you're in that month, mm-hmm. it hits hard. It hits like somebody just slapped you. And be sure that you that you consult your time bound limitations when you're assessing whether or not something is realistic. Not only does it matter, um, is it attainable within the time that you specify, but at the time that you specify. Like for instance, you want to meet more realtors, but do you want to do that during the slow season mm-hmm. of real estate, or do you want to time that goal for the season when they're out in the wild? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, well, you know, actually a good point. So if you think about it, right, mm-hmm. are most mortgage brokers going to go during its slow season to try to meet realtors? Mm-hmm. Not really. But if you are the one mortgage broker that goes out ah, when it's, I see it's slow season, <laughs> oh, okay. you're going to be the one going there like a shiny light, like, holy crap. Yeah. Things are slow. Maybe this guy's not getting business, but he actually came here and made the time to come to me. Because during the, you know, during the busy season, you know, I mean, real, realtors literally saw lenders as like crayons and a yeah, Crayola box. It's, it's, <laughs> it's crickets out there around that time of the season. So yeah. that would be the time if you want to build relationships and build rapport with your lead feeds. And that would mm-hmm. be the time to do it. Yeah. So, so. It, it, it all depends on the way you think of things. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? There's always an opportunity in any market. Is yes. What, is, is what I like to say. The next thing to do with your goals is make your goal visible right we we already made it visible by writing it down but how often are you actually going to see that i've got plenty of notes at work and schematics and paperwork that i've probably seen those at least best like twice should i be openly admitting this probably not but you know i'm just being realistic (laughs) (laughs) hey i mean I think that it's very big in terms of making them visible. Yeah. Because if you think about it, right, what do you look at every day, right? Your phone. Yeah. 
you put a wallpaper on the front of your phone that you always see. Let's say it's something like a reminder or something or like a motivational quote. You're going to see that motivational quote every time. Mm -hmm. So you keep remembering that quote. Now. Until you bury it with icons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 True, true. Maybe, maybe the lock screen. Yeah, yeah. lock screen. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the what lock. I meant. The lock screen. Yep, yo. The lock screen. Guys, guys, the lock screen, okay? <laughs> I know your apps are covering most of the of the wallpaper, all right? So what we recommend, right? When you wake up, you get up. Let's say you have a wall that you face when you when you get up. Mm-hmm. Literally Take those goals, make a copy of the ones that you wrote, stick it on that wall. Because guess what? You're sleepy and everything, but when you get up, you're going to look at that wall, and you're going to see all those goals you have to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It's like a honey-do list. Yeah, literally. It's going to keep nagging at you mm. because you see it every single day. And if, <laughs> if you don't want to see it in your bedroom, guess what? You put it in the bathroom. You know, I mean, when you're using the toilet for the services that need to be used while on the toilet, you can put it right in front of you. This reminds me of a scene in that movie Hollow Man in the very beginning when, like, he leans back in his chair and he wrote on the ceiling and said, you should be working. Because oh. he, he was going to lean back, look up at the ceiling, and he was going to read that. Yeah. <laughs> and would, like, remember him, remind him to focus. True, true. <laughs> exactly like that. Yeah, yeah. So as Robert stated, you know, we can put it on the ceiling as well. <laughs> so, you know, definitely put it somewhere that you, you'll see it every day, even if it's at your office as well, somewhere that won't be in the mix of all of the – schematics and, and, and yeah and the other paperwork that's just tossed around everywhere yeah true, yeah true. going back to what robert said that's gonna demand that your future self looks at your past self and that you accomplish all your goals pretty much plain and simple i've always feared that like if if, if time travel became a thing one day and i'm able to like talk to younger me I would feel so disappointed in some of the stuff that like I never accomplished because younger me did not demand that older me did it, you know? Yeah. And I feel like I'm not much of a failure, but if in anybody else's shoes, like how much worse would that feel? If you had to talk to younger you and be like, listen, I know you wanted to be in the NBA, but what had happened was, oh man, you, know? <laughs> like, you got to an answer yeah. for the disappointment that you grew up to become. That is actually a very good way to look at it. Yeah, so, yeah. That's that's the other end of that. I'm gonna demand something from future me. You know, Robert. I have not looked at it that way because young you, they had the stars in their eyes, man. They Literally. had like a world of possibility ahead of them. They had so much to look forward to. Yeah. And then you came out. You know. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, look, look, what, yeah. look what you become. Look what you become. You know? You know, young you, imagine that you would be slaying it, you know, yeah. owning, like, owning half the world, you're uh-huh. an executive on a private jet, exactly. you had a bikini model on your arm, and you were just like, and then real you is just like, I'm running five minutes late to work, boss, please don't fire me, you know? Riding on a Civic. Right. <laughs> oh, man. That's so true, you like, know. I would, I would feel so, I would feel like such a letdown, and that's me. You know, that that really brings a good point home. I think uh, that somebody's going to be listening to that, and they're going to be like, you know what? I'm going to work harder than I worked today or yesterday because I want to be able to have the opportunity that if I go back to my younger self, I want them to be proud of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that in itself, man, is freaking eye-opening. I mean, dude, it's almost sobering. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. you know, but also in a way, it gets me excited. Because life is not ended; you still have time. We're talking now, and maybe we're not at the point where we want to be in our lives exactly. You met every single goal that we've ever had in the book, yeah. but now we have the possibility to do that, and then go back to our younger self and say, "Look, this is where we are now. We made it." So that's the beauty, guys. Yeah. You still have time. You're listening to this. You have time. Got to make sure you make them visible. So the younger you will be proud. Robert, <laughs> I like that, man. You inspired me, man. You inspired me. So the big one. Ooh. This is a big one. I, mm-hmm. I just got goosebumps. Man. You guys saw the goosebumps, man? You got to make sure you tell somebody. But now... <clears throat> When we say tell someone, 
We're not saying go tell your whole neighborhood, your whole yeah. school, every single person. Not every person wants to see you succeed. Yeah, don't blast it on the gram. I'm dropping 50 pounds this week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's going to be real embarrassing when like, I <laughs> come around and you're like, okay, where did I have it once? <laughs> you're going to feel as much of a fat loser like having to explain your failure to your younger self. <laughs> We're going back to the younger Times self. Times every pair of ears that heard you uh-huh. and every set of eyes that saw you scream from a mountaintop, I'm going to do this. Exactly. Yeah, true. Very true. So, yeah. if you want, it, it's this. This is one of those things where I'm. A, I'm gonna jump in and say, well, we want to find the sweet spot. When we tell somebody, we want to tell an accountability partner. We're not gonna just flex on some. I got a goal. All right, cool. Weird flex, but okay, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> true. You, true. You're gonna you're gonna want to share that only with somebody who's gonna hold your feet to the fire. Yeah, yeah. And at the same time, you don't want to overshare it and have like a whole community behind you because then you're gonna fail a whole community. Just by the pressure, the, the virtual pressure of performance alone. Oh, yeah. I mean, you tell enough people, you're pretty much going to guarantee your failure. Mm-hmm. True. Because you're putting undue pressure on what could amount to ultimately just the most trivial of goals. But you can make it unsurmountably difficult because you got so many people to answer to. And mm-hmm. to a certain degree, that becomes a distraction. Yeah. You don't want that, obviously. Because right? it, it almost makes it more uh, more complicated. Yeah. So. Right. Bring in people that are going to hold your feet to the fire. Don't tell anybody more than you absolutely have to. And there's your sweet spot, right? Yeah. Yeah. You got that? Huh? That makes sense. Because then now it, some of these people may not try to support you as much as you want. They may not try to remind you. And on top of that, not disappointing them might just give you even more stress, right? Yeah. And that stress of basically, you know, oh, I'm going to let this person down and this other person down, you know, it at times it's just going to overwhelm you. Definitely. So, you know, accountability partner. You want to tell somebody that you know has the best interests for you. Yeah. You know, accountability partner just can't be anybody. It has to be somebody that has the same vision as you, is in the same kind of path as you, and they want to succeed as bad as you want to succeed. Yeah. So you guys become accountability partners for each other. Yeah. Goals are goals are an intimate thing, mm-hmm. and you don't share intimate things with just anybody. Very true. Yeah. An accountability partner is no exception. You're not going to tell them everything under the sun. I mean, that's that drives it home though. And you know, and being that accountability partner, it can come in very you know many very ways. You can text them. You can call them. Yeah. Uh, you can even show up to the house and knock on the window. Do you got your goals up yet? <laughs> you know what I, mean? I, don't, I don't know about that one. That one might be a little bit too much. <laughs> uh, depends on how comfortable you are with your accountability partner. What? That's true. That's hey. True. But yeah, so it, it's a very important one. The very next thing is going to be breaking down your goal, right? So your goal could be something that seems overwhelming at first. You might want to try to make like we said before 100k or 150k but then you realize that okay i still got to make money right now i got to develop these other skills at the same time and then also try to open up you know like a little side hustle and an llc and just trying to think about everything all at once is going to be overwhelming rather than just breaking it down instead right because now instead of thinking 10 steps ahead you're thinking one step at a time, right? Mm-hmm. And just doing that one step at a time is going to be much simpler than just trying to think of the overall picture, right? Yeah. I've personally wanted to do more software to eventually at some point become a, a software engineer, right? I wanted to do my own little solidity project through some like NFT or some game or mm-hmm. whatever, right? But it felt too big at the time right yeah because i was trying to work 50 hours i was trying to let's say do the podcast i was trying to also do the masters and even though i had a step one my issue was that i didn't know what the next step was so right. that there wasn't clarity in that step two then exactly mm-hmm. step two three four five and six they they just simply didn't exist for me. So that kind of broke down the idea of, of that goal. That took down the motivation to try to accomplish and finish it. Breaking it down is definitely powerful. It's definitely something you want to do ahead of time, in my opinion, as well. True. I agree. I agree. 
you know, and uh, and, and and just a quick example, right? Of yeah. of, of breaking down a goal. Yeah, how to eat a whole pig? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. One lechong at a time, right? What? Yeah. <laughs> 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 one plate of bacon, or you know, Bro, you know gonna, you're gonna one, make me hungry. One man. pork sausage, one slice of bacon at a time. You know, one little pork chop. Yeah, one meatball at a time, right? Literally. But yeah, yeah, guys. I mean, you know. One meatball at a time, one rib at a time. One chicharron. One chicharron at a time. Man, I'll probably have to get some pork after this. But just make sure you can break them down. That's the instrumental part of that. Okay? Like, let's say, for an example, right? Another one of my goals for 2023 is I'm going to run a half marathon. Mm -hmm. Right? How the heck am I going to do that? That's 13 miles. Right? Okay. So... What I set down for myself is I put, you know, made sure that I can break this down into sections because I just can't go out there and be like, whoa, I'm just going to run 13 miles and I'm just going to do it today. No. Started off with doing at least three 5Ks a week. Okay. The next week, you start increasing it slowly. Uh Maybe add like another mile to it. Walk a little bit more. Mm Mm-hmm. And you keep gradually going up to the 13 miles. But you have to make sure that you break it down into small portions. Because if you just say you're going to run 13 miles straight up out of nowhere. Yeah. Man. If, I, if I go do that right now, I, 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 if I would have done that today, I wouldn't be right now talking with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I don't even know. I'll probably be in a bush somewhere. I don't know. Paralyzed would be a lactic acid Literally. overload just laying out. Yeah. <laughs> staring at the sky. Like, <laughs> Somebody come get me. La, 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 la. <laughs> I try to run 13 miles without something chasing me. Yeah. <laughs> without something. I I'm fail miserably. I'm going to add that as a sub goal. Right. <laughs> without <laughs> nothing chasing I'm you. I'm going to have a dog chasing me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So, you know, that, 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 that's just a little personal example. All right. Journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. Ooh. <laughs> Speak it, Robert. Speak it. I didn't make that up. <laughs> oh, man. So, say. you got to plan your first step. Because, you know, we, we did all this work, right? Mm-hmm. We wrote down all these goals. We've broke them down into sub goals. We've mm-hmm. made them smart, yep. essentially. Mm-hmm. You've told someone about it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Secretively. Yeah. Secretively. Yeah. yeah. You know, play that one close to the chest. You know? Yeah. So smart. Amen. But uh, what is it going to do if you're not actually doing the goal you literally just gotta take your first step then you're crying wolf and everybody bounces he's like dude another goal come on bro yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah. yeah yeah it reminds you of the lechon it reminds <laughs> you of the pick and pick, really really because if the lechon is right there bro are you hungry man and you're hun- <laughs> no but, but, but okay listen okay, okay, okay. imagine the lechon on this table yeah all three of us are hungry mm-hmm. our goal was to eat this pig we cooked it it was a goal we cooked it in the in the time allotted uh it was like four hours whatever in like a hachina and guess what? Um, our goal was to eat this pig, and we can't eat it because we haven't taken the step to eat it. We have to take the step to eat it. So yeah, we take the first bite. Yeah. And then there you start your goal. Okay. Yeah. Right? yeah. Are you hungry? No, not too much. Not like you. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying first step. Got to pull off that cuerito, you know? The little, the little chicha. I knew you were yeah. going to say that. I knew you were <laughs> going to say that. Right there, bro. Bro, you're telling me. Like, literally, went crackling for us, us non Spanish uh-huh. folk listening in on the video. <laughs> Talking about the, 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 the rind and the crackling. Uh, mm. Literally, right when it comes out, like a hachina, mm-hmm. like, I literally just take the first piece out of there. Oh, that crunchy sound. Mm. And if I had it, guys, you guys would hear it. Oh. Tell our vegan listeners out there you're missing out. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. No, no offense to you guys. Okay, yeah. we, we love everybody. All right. So the next step is to simply keep going. So you know, working towards your goal, it's gonna be difficult. It's not gonna be the easiest thing. You're gonna have to make time for it. You can't just do your job, go home, cook. Let's say do the podcast, do this other thing, and then just not simply work on your goal. Your goal isn't going to do itself, unfortunately. Goals are life. And life is for living, not waiting to die, right? Yeah. So if you're just existing, what the hell are you doing? True. You ain't living. You're running running loops in a hamster wheel. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're expelling a lot of energy, but you're not getting nowhere. True. Amen. So. Interjection. When well, we're talking about keeping going, all right? Something that we really need to... <laughs> you're laughing at me <laughs> right now. No, I, I love how you said interjection. It, yes. bro, it, it felt like an NBA game. <laughs> <laughs> interjection. <laughs> all right. Um, when we talk about keeping going, um, there's something organic that happens when we set a goal for the right reasons. And a big part of longevity in a goal is having a, a compelling enough why to drive you through that goal. Mm-hmm. Because I don't care how many bite-sized pieces you break something up into, you're going to choke if you're not compelled to chew. Yeah. True. Right? True. So if you have nothing guiding you to pushing you to to continue and keep on keeping on, <laughs> keep on keeping on, <laughs> that, uh, you're not – you're you're bound to, to to fail and you're planning to fail by doing that because you're failing to plan to have an adequate reason to continue what you're doing true yeah i mean the goal itself shouldn't be something superficial and dumb like i i want to be a millionaire okay why mm-hmm. why is it because you want to be able to provide for family one day is it because you want to have the flexibility to be able to handle anything that comes at you mm-hmm. did that come from a place of I grew up with a mentality of scarcity and this, this is what's driving me to do this. Mm-hmm. Like what's, what's causing this? Is this an overcompensation? Yeah. Is, is this goal, is the why justified in the sense of like, is this goal going to bring me to what I really want? Mm-hmm. I mean, we, so much of our goal setting is, is focused on whether we can do something. We never stop to think about whether or not we should. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. And the should ties in very, very tightly with the why mm-hmm. because the why is your that's that's your that's your lifeblood that's your fuel that's your fire yeah yeah you know what i mean without that even superficial goals like i you know by by this time next year i want a, a lamborghini right yeah mm-hmm. why yeah <laughs> is it because you like overpriced oil changes <laughs> you know? True. yeah or unnecessary yeah. maintenance you want to flex on the gram why why is it because True. opinions of other people matter is that a really compelling enough reason to drive you to accomplish that mm-hmm. that's important man. eventually you're going to realize that the opinions of others it's like you're going to you're going to look at that goal written down and you'll be like dumbass younger you like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you be like, i really wanted like, that you were you, you why you know and if you don't have a if you don't have a goal if you don't have a reason behind that goal then older you is going to laugh at younger you and be like bro you're dumb yeah, <laughs> yeah true. that that is true yeah, yeah. so what was the why you know you said something about the the fire yeah. Right. So the way I understand it is that that why provides fuel. It's like that butane tank. You're out in the woods, you're camping and you, you want to cook that steak. Mm-hmm. You if you want to cook that steak, you're going to need fuel. It's like mm-hmm. you're trying to cook your goal. You're trying to get your goal going. Yeah. You need that fuel underneath it so you can keep and sustain your path. Because yeah. without fuel, you're not going to get anywhere. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. You know? Now, it sounds trivial, but the why becomes very, very important later when sustainability of your goal is what's important. And that's the biggest part of keeping going is because if you're relying on your own motivation, for a lot of folks, that's crap. It's going to fall apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, to be self-motivated, is, nah, nah, that's anybody who's really accomplished anything will tell you that that's 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 BS. <laughs> True. <laughs> All right. True. Having a compelling why is what's going to get you where you want to go. Yeah. yeah. And if you can't find that compelling why, it usually it's just a matter of be honest with yourself and dig deeper. Yeah. What's the real reason? Mm-hmm. True. Are you being driven by fear? Are you being driven by motivation, greed, vanity? Find out what the real reason is. And if it's compelling enough to you, more power to you. Do it. If it's not, reassess your goals because you'll waste your time. Yeah. We're getting Fine. philosophical here, guys. <laughs> wow, man. I, 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 I felt the energy shift, man. Oh, told you I was special. <laughs> no, I, I love it. I love it. You know, that's a good point, though. Yes. Thanks. Thank you, Robert. That, that, that actually was something that in our research, they never really asked yeah. the why. Yeah. You know, so that's something that's, uh, I think, very instrumental in keeping mm-hmm. our goals alive and afloat. Yeah. You know, this is all very human stuff. And the humanity of it is what's going to keep it honest. If you try to take the humanity out of it, you're doing yourself a huge disservice. Because mm-hmm. this is ultimately, at the end of the day, like a very human thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. it's true. You know, and, 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 and talking about it being, in terms of motivation, right, it being lonely sometimes, 
because sometimes you you're, you're so focused on a goal um and that's why it's so important to have that accountability partner because that accountability partner could be someone maybe you share your ideas with and they kind of understand where you're coming from because not everybody is going to understand you yeah you can be in this different path where you imagine that you're gonna i don't know own 10 mansions 10 ferraris and that is what you want but if you tell that to somebody that's not prepared to understand what you're trying to do they're gonna be like what the heck are you talking about dude why do you even want to do that yeah, they're going to question you. You know what? I got another one to drop on here. So, we think about what we want a goal to be. We're not thinking enough about what that goal really is. Every decision you make has an ugly underbelly. It has a cost. Yeah. You know, do I want do I want three Ferraris and a Lambo? Well, do I want the maintenance schedule? Mm-hmm. Do I want to deal with the depreciation? Yeah. Do I want random people keying my stuff at gas stations? Yes. Uh, Do I want people throwing themselves in front of my car to try to collect on my insurance? Yeah. Do I really want all that? Do I want gold diggers chasing me down? No. (laughs) You know, so a lot of times we're, again, we're setting goals, not thinking about what we really want. Like it's, it's, it's one of those paradoxes that goes back as far as like, you know, the genie analogies and all those Aladdin things. Everybody wants to be rich, but then like, yeah. you know, you ever see Bedazzled, right? That yeah. movie where <laughs> dude was like, he wanted to be rich, but then he's like a Colombian drug lord and then he's chasing him down and yeah. they're shooting at him and stuff. It's like everything he wished for, he came got, true. but it, it came with, it came with a cost that he wasn't aware of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's, there's a counter to that. So like that, that's one of those things that we, we tend to overlook a lot when we're setting a goal. True. So... That will again add add to that whole looking back on younger you being like, bro, you were so naive. You did not know what you wanted. Because yeah. I was one of those people that as soon as I started collecting cars, I got I got acquainted with the downsides real quick. Yeah, like HOA doesn't allow you to park on the street overnight. Okay, well now I have to figure out where to store these things. Do sure. I want to bother storing them off site? Do I want to install a lift in my garage, which I had to do? It was. It was dumb yeah um, but having to having to get that thing up and down having to load the ramp on it having to take it for oil changes having to watch tire pressures and having to do all these maintenance things for all of these individual vehicles it became a nightmare oh yeah. i could imagine man it's it's a huge colossal pain in the butt it's a first world problem but it's a problem nonetheless yeah mm-hmm. you know what i mean and these are things that we don't think about when we set these goals very true so yeah I'm done. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but, that, but that is a good point, though. Opportunity cost. <laughs> yeah. The cost of you achieving what you wanted. And, and dealing with the repercussions. Yup, because there always is repercussions. Yeah. There's a reason why so many people that won the lotto, you know, got all the money and just immediately lost it in five years. Oh, yeah. So while we're, com- while we're quoting Confucius, you know, the thousand miles first step thing. Yeah. He also said that. The pebble at the peak of a mountain is far lonelier than the boulders at the bottom. Yeah. There's a reason why so many successful and wealthy people commit suicide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a reason why, yeah, lottery winners sometimes end up getting murdered. Yeah. You know, there's there's a reason why success begets misery. Sure. In a lot of cases. And it's because you may not be surrounded by a network of people that are supportive and genuine. Yeah. Maybe Maybe your goal is superficial and you're not looking at the underside of it. True. Maybe you're going to attract so much attention to yourself and so much flashiness that everybody around you wants something from you, but nobody wants to connect with you. Yeah. That's deep. You know? Yeah. That's deep. There, there, there has to be balance, right? Yeah. There has to be a yeah. balance. You know, I... I it's not um, for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. I, I, I heard that there's a lyric that J. Cole uh, says, there's, uh, there's ugliness in the success, but there's beauty in the struggle. I like that. You know, I think I think I said it upside down. It's beauty in the struggle, ugliness in the success. There you go. But if if you if you break that down, right, there's a beauty to when you're struggling. You're trying to make it. You're getting there. It's addictive. Yeah, Yeah. it is. But when you succeed, you want to go back. (laughs) It's true. Yeah, Yeah. it's paradoxical, but it's addictive. Like that. And and a lot of people say, wait a minute. If you conquer the world, you just want to look for another world to conquer. Yeah, never enough. Exactly. But. There's a beauty to succeeding in these goals. Yes. When you accomplish that goal, you have to remember one instrumental final thing that you have to make sure you do. You must celebrate. Yeah. 
You have to celebrate any single little goal that you get done because you know why? Life is good. Life is amazing. Life is beautiful. So if you accomplish something that you wrote down, you have to celebrate. And you don't want to hamper the celebration of that accomplishment by focusing on your next goal because what if you never lived to achieve that? The last chance Preach. you had to celebrate anything, literally, you just pissed it away. Preach. Mm. Literally. That, that is so true. You're less likely to fall victim to the hedonic treadmill if you take a moment to celebrate because it divides your goals up and it doesn't just create an endless ramp that you have to continuously climb forever oh, and ever yeah. and ever. When you take breaks and you have points of celebration, it prevents burnout. It prevents you feeling overwhelmed. And honestly, you live a little. I mean, yeah. yellow, right? That's yeah. life. That's <laughs> you have to live. You know what I mean? You have to live. I mean, that's, that's the beauty of life. I mean, and yeah. if, if you can't surround yourself with people that are going to celebrate with you and be happy with you, then what the hell are you doing this for? Very true. You know, it's funny because <laughs> time and money derive their value from the same exact thing and it's who and what you spend it on yeah what the hell is the point <laughs> if you're just gonna waste and squander those opportunities to invest in other people and invest time and effort and energy into things that matter to you in your life yeah because ultimately you're amassing this wealth and you're amassing this this uh you're amassing all of this success but what are you really doing it for again it's hard back to the why true mm. right Oh, and for those who aren't familiar with the terminology, all right, I'm going to drop this so that you're not going down research rabbit holes. Hedonic treadmills are that phenomenon where enough is never enough. Like you get a new F-type Jag, right, in your driveway this year. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the next year drops on the floor, on the, on the sales floor, and your neighbor picks up the same exact car one year later, right? Oh. Now he's got one newer than you, and you want to shine up your neighbor by getting the next year. Right, yeah. and then you're just indebting yourself more and more and more. What is it? Keeping up with the Joneses? Keeping up with yeah. the Joneses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's exact. That's a layman's version of adaptive hedonism. Gotcha. And it's it's kind of a feature creep in your life where like your lifestyle creeps up and cost as a result of enough never being enough. Yeah. But if you were to just take a moment to celebrate, be happy, and surround yourself with the folks that were with you there from the get go, you're not going to isolate them. You're not going to lose them along the way. Yeah, because yeah. after all, you don't care about the Joneses. You are the Joneses. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Yeah. Like, yeah. If, if, and this is this is the funny thing because, like, I never saw myself as that. But and, and some people tell me, like, I, it's, it's the weirdest thing. Sometimes I'll go with, like, my cousin or something like that. And I'll hear from them that, like, I was, un, unbeknownst to me, compared to them maybe through some argument or something like that where somebody's like, you know, why didn't you your cousin did this? And I'm like, what? How did I become the basis of comparison? That happens. Mm -hmm. So to all you guys listening out there, if you're not keeping up with the Jones <laughs> – you, you just are. might be the Jones. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Exactly. And that's a cool thing to feel. Because <laughs> I heard that I was like, yeah. <laughs> so, guys, remember, when you accomplish these goals that you've set and you go into 2023, we have to celebrate. Life is good. Hit me up. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode, guys. And as always, TBF, TBF, three bros finance. <laughs> <laughs>